everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Pippin, and oh my god, I love Josh! <laughs> <laughs> you stole Alex's bit! <laughs> yeah, Pip. You stole Whoa. my bit! <laughs> Especially since I was going to do an extended bit, Pip. But now... Listen, you can still do it. Yeah, Al. <sighs> okay, I'm Alex, and... Oh my god, I love Vagrius. Oh my god, I love Steed. Oh my god, I love Mantrock. Oh my god, I love all of my childhood interests. And oh my god, I love the fact that it's kind of weird that Josh is like still like like, like he, he's out of college at that point, and they're still in high school. No, That's no, kind of no, weird. No, 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 he's no, 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 He's in college. He's in college. He's a freshman in college, because he's not taking freshman psych. Okay, okay. That being said, you're <laughs> not wrong. It's still weird. Minorly less <laughs> weird, and live in the same household. Come on. Ugh. Also, also, I would like to point out that at no point in there did you say that you love Josh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who loves Josh? I love, I love Josh. Josh. I just said it. She just okay, said fine. it. Okay, fine. Okay, let me. Okay, let me amend. Oh my God, I love Paul Rudd. <gasps> and that's fair. But who Josh is for Josh? Wow. Josh to Josh. Josh to Josh. Josh. This is the Josh Y'all. show now, guys. Y'all, guys, we're still in the. Intro. Here's the thing. My name's Cat, and whatever. <laughs> I think it needed ninety percent more Josh. <laughs> well, it, what it needed really was it to not be podcast format because I formed the W. But Kat, we and, really need to know your opinion about Josh. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I can. Oh, well, so my opinion of Josh is that um, my plastic surgeon says that I shouldn't engage in any <laughs> sports in any activities where balls fly at my nose. Wow, <laughs> because your social life. <laughs> so much for Josh. Uh, I'm Brendan and. I was actually, you know, born in California, so I'm more California than any of you jerks. <gasps> wow. Wow. And I support Josh. Josh's love. Go- Josh's life. <laughs> Josh is the one true Josh. I did, um, I spent a week in, uh, Californian fifth grade, uh, when I was a fourth grader, you know, because all of the sentence makes sense. And what I can tell you is that watching this movie, I'm like, no. No, that sports that that gym class was that's accurate, like stressingly <laughs> accurate. I says something about someone. <laughs> All right, so today, today, finally, after all this time, months, months yeah. have passed. <gasps> one thing led to another. What was one uh, thing and another? Or kept, three years or kept not leading to. Today, we are talking. About the 1995 movie, Josh. Clueless. <laughs> Clueless. Uh, so, spoilers bound. If you want specific content warnings for things we might talk about, check out the show notes on nostorysacred.com. For those who've never seen Clueless, uh, the summary, according to Google, uh, is shallow, rich, and socially successful Cher is at the top of her Beverly Hills high school pecking scale. Uh, seeing herself as a matchmaker, 
Cher first coaxes two teachers into dating each other. Emboldened by her success, she decides to give hopelessly klutzy new student Ty. Klutzy? Yeah, okay, yeah. All right. A makeover. When Ty becomes more popular than she is, Cher realizes that her disapproving stepbrother, that her disapproving ex-stepbrother. Ex-stepbrother. <laughs> <laughs> Important distinction. <laughs> was right. Was right about how misguided she was. And falls for him. That's a complete story. I think we're done. Yeah, no. Yeah. Good job, team. Oh, although I, I have to say, she doesn't fall for him because he was right. I think that there is a, like a revelatory. Okay, it's Jane Austen's Emma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jane yeah. Austen's Emma. And that is probably why there's a weird age difference. And that they're. <laughs> yeah. But they're, even Emma, they weren't related. I mean, except in as much as all British people are. Oh, they, they were in laws. Different. <laughs> <laughs> different, but still technically, sort of, kind of. Wait, were they? Yeah. I thought he was just, I thought his family was, was just Emma's family's lawyers. No, no they no, were no, no, neighbors. No, no. They were, they were neighbors, and then her governess married, was there, no, no, her older no. sister married Mr. Knightley's brother. Yeah. So they were in-laws, yeah. But oh. not like, I mean, they weren't like cousins or anything. Yeah. Which would no, still have but been okay. <laughs> Mr. Knightley, did hold Emma as a baby when he was 16. Yep. yep. I held you in my arms as Wait. a baby. That's part also, of the love speech. Also, I forgot to do this at the beginning. Oh my God. I love Mr. Knightley. There we go. There you go. We've all seen that Muppets. So, Yeah. In this movie, and it did, it took me, like, even back when I, so it was 1995. Uh, I was getting- <laughs> Those Celsian <Kelsey> days. <laughs> I was getting, um, Seventeen Magazine at this point. Um, or at least stealing it from the library. Not stealing. Hey. Borrowing lightly. Um, uh. I was, uh, it, it was summertime, it was very exciting, people were talking about it, and I really wanted to see it, but I didn't see it until, like, much later. Uh, until it came out on video, I think. Um, but I remember wanting to watch. I was in Ohio at the time, as one is. Um, no, so, uh, uh, for me, this is very, like, I looked at this, and this was what I was, I'm like, fantastic. Because I would have been, um, what's, uh, what's 8 plus 5? 13? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was 13 when this movie came out. So I'm looking at this being like, this is what being a teenager is. Better study this. And at the time, I was, even then, one, I, I, uh, I knew that it was also slightly out of my range in terms of like fashion and whatnot. But I'm like, this is clearly got to keep an eye on this. Uh, but in addition, I remember questioning and then moving on the age difference because it's established that uh, uh, Cher is uh, 15 in this film. And uh, uh, Josh is definitely in college. And in this watching of it, I, I do think he's a freshman in college. Because she does say that, you know, you're taking freshman psych. He's like, I'm not taking freshman psych. No, he says, I'm not taking psych. Not the, mm. I'm not. So I feel like if it had been like that he's not a freshman, that would have been part of the line. Also, he is like reading Nietzsche and like trying to grow a goatee and shit like that. I'm like, no, this, this does strike me. And he also is trying to avoid his mom during like breaks. And I'm like, eh, this is still, he hasn't figured out like a pattern yet. This strikes me as, yeah, freshman year. Nonetheless, somebody's 18 and somebody isn't. Yeah. Even if we call it 17, like, 
because maybe he's like an early baby. That's still a differential. It's a little weird. It's, it's a thing that won't matter in like a decade, but right now matters. Right. The, and, yeah. and along with the part where they were married, like th- their parents were married for like half a minute. I mean, that part really doesn't bother me as much because they don't consider themselves siblings or not actually yeah. related in any way they are not currently legally mm. siblings no and no likely that's because tr- it was a brief marriage it, like they didn't like grow up together or anything like that no, no it sounds like it was very brief and then um but <laughs> Cher's dad has the the very good thought of you divorce <laughs> you divorce people yeah like it was it parents not you, you divorce, divorce wives not children which I think is a great thing because it means like like obviously you can come by any time and it sounds like despite the fact that uh, so Cher's dad is a uh, enormously Lit, lit, litigator. Lit, litigator. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, he is also not an asshole to kids in his vicinity. Yeah. <laughs> Except in like dad ways. <laughs> this child has done nothing to me. And even if they did, they're a child. They're a yeah. child. Obviously, you can come by any time. We will just make more food. I will pay as much attention to you as I do my own flesh and blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And But he does really love Cher. Oh, yeah. You know, well, I- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the way he, pra- to be honest, the way he praises her is very similar, I feel, to the way we were praised. <laughs> um, so, for instance, uh, uh, she, part of the plot here, the reason why she set up uh, the two teachers was to uh, get a better grade in her debate class. Um, and she's thought that uh, Vicini, uh, <laughs> not the actor yeah. who played Vicini in The Princess Bride, <sighs> um, who actually does a lovely job in this. Yes. Cute. Wallace like, Shawn playing Mr. Yes. Hall. Uh, a, a, doing a cute job of it. Um, for, for a not terribly large part. Uh, uh, he bookends decides, the movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's, come on now. Anyway, he's no Josh is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but, um, she, in order to get a better grade, she, uh, sets up, uh, her two teachers so that they're in better moods and, and, uh, brings up her grade. Uh, and which her, is arguably, at least more of a reason, if not a better reason, than Emma does it in the book. Right? Emma's just like, this seems like a good idea. <laughs> I'm bored. bored. <laughs> yeah, right? But <laughs> Emma's a great uh, book, by the way. <laughs> Emma's a fantastic book. Uh, but when, um, you know, her dad gets her revised report card, <laughs> he's like, did you get all, wait, is this a different grade? Like, did you do extra credit? She's like, nope. She's like, did you do, you know, did you, is this a new term? She's like, nope. He's like, you're telling me that you got all this just through the powers of persuasion? Different. That's a different uh, Austin novel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, did, did, and, 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 and he, she's like, yes, I did. And, and he's, he's like, like, I wouldn't have been more proud if you had earned these grades legitimately. <laughs> and I'm like, that seems very honestly like our parents. <laughs> Listen, we got that. We earned those grades one way or another. One way or another. It's you know, like, um, yeah. Well, fun fact, uh. I remember back in uh, high school physics actually earning a legit 100% mm. in that class because it was hard enough that, like, lots of extra credit and stuff like that was offered. So I would always just do that, too, because why the hell not? <laughs> I remember that's, uh, that same teacher uh, in physics, I convinced him to not give me a failing grade. Because I pointed out when he misspelled the word balance on the uh, 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 whiteboard. Well, it was a chalkboard at the time. And uh, I turned that into an argument about how all of us have different skills. 
Nice. Thank you. And he was like, wow. You mean to tell me that you argued your way? I did. <laughs> I could not be prouder if they were based on real grades. And here uh, is the- a, here's me with my real grades going home. <laughs> we do not care. <laughs> I, I'm very proud of you. I yeah no like one of us is an engineer who makes much more money than the rest of us. <laughs> then there's us. Uh, I can just argue a lot. Yeah, just trying. To, I can I can argue a shit ton of stuff. It would be nice to have actual talent. <laughs> I've heard of talent. Uh, seems seems uh, uh out of. And my you league. guys are doing just fine. Aww. Wait, you guys. <laughs> Should we talk about the? More what? about the plot of this movie? No, oh, yeah, okay, we're talking pl- about yeah, Josh. Okay. It's all Josh all the time. <laughs> all the time. Paul all right, Rudd. so Josh. So I will say, Paul so. Rudd has, has, he has actually aged, but not a lot. He's extremely baby-faced in this, but like only in a smooth way? Paul Rudd is upsettingly good looking. Um, I have a crush on Paul Rudd. I, see, I've gone through the whole spectrum of Paul Rudd crush. I had a crush on him from this movie, right? And then mm. there was a period of time where he was only in, like, um, weird uh, uh, adult gross-out movies. Judd Apatow movies and yeah, stuff Judd like Apatow, that, yeah. Where I'm like, you know, I remember when he was, like, a heartthrob. And now he's back into Marvel movies where he's a superhero. And so he's, like, melding both, like, being hot and uh, 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 getting to make dumb jokes. Side note, and I know I was the one who said we should talk about the plot, but I'm going to say this thing and then I'm going to talk about the plot, okay? Mm-hmm. Good. So he has that running bit with Conan, right? I fucking love that. Uh, please uh, describe it for the audience. Uh, where basically he says, I've brought a clip. And much like Lucy in the football, <laughs> Conan goes like, okay, is it for the movie you're actually in? And he goes, yes. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are, do you promise? Yes. It's not a cactus. <laughs> Uh, let's show the clip, and then it's a clip of Mac and Me, every single time. Now, Mac and Me, of course, is what, the tie-in McDonald's movie from the fucking 80s with an alien, and it's awful. It's an E.T. knockoff, too, yeah. The very first time he did it, uh, <laughs> I, I found out recently, was when he was doing a interview press junket for the finale of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, at the time... A major fucking thing. And I'm like, you pulled that shit with friends? It wasn't just like a movie none of us remember. It was friends? Paul Rudd. Hats off to you. <laughs> I, I will also point out that he, when he guested on Conan's podcast, Conan was like, I guess thought that there's no way that this could go wrong. <laughs> you can't do this. It's an audio meme. No, he just, he, he played it like in the studio and you can hear the fucking audio. Ah. There's a video of Conan's reaction. There's like a, but the, the thing is, what, what got so great is that as the years went on, the introduction period went longer and longer so as to lure Conan into a falser and falser sense of security. Cause for sure, surely this time, this time he wouldn't do it. Surely mm. the joke is dead. It's not. So it's the plot. Dead. <laughs> Jokes never die. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, to the plot. You know, uh, as Gat mentioned, uh, there's the initial plot thread of Cher getting bad grades, but she negotiates her way out of it by way of uh, basically setting up her two teachers to date each other, which, you know, 
good, good, good for, for that. You know, it's a, it's a figures, hard life. And yeah. She figures if they're happy, they'll be nicer when they grade things. And you know what? She wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. Uh, it also has, that whole section has some of the most quotable things. There's something I genuinely picked up from that whole plot thing. Uh, it's an adventure. It's one of the various adventures that you have to go through in order to get to the end of the story. Um, which is that, uh, and horribly enough, I still apply this in real life, like subconsciously. Um, legs crossed toward each other. That's an unequivocal sex invite. <laughs> I, I have that line in my notes as well. And then right underneath it, under, in all caps, that line ruined my life. Uh, because <laughs> I also constantly think about it. Anytime I'm like, I'm looking at people, I'm like, you know what? Their legs are crossed towards each other. Yep. I'm like, I'll, watch, I'll watch interviews. I'm like, yeah, their legs are crossed towards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's terrible. And that it shit's been no in sense. My, it doesn't. But that shit's been in my head since I was 13 fucking years old. Which so, is just, that's the importance of media, I guess. <laughs> so she matchmakes these two teachers and it works. Good for her. Uh, but then drunk on her own power. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, ha. the decides- entire school was grateful. <laughs> and everyone clapped. <laughs> it's true. I was there. <laughs> uh, so then she decides that she, like the intro said, the summary said, uh, she decides that she is going to do a makeover on the new kid, Ty. <gasps> Ty. Played by who, the wonderful uh, and unfortunately uh, passed from us actress. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy, yeah. One of my early crushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Ty is from, you know, a different place. The East Coast. Uh, Was it East Coast or Chicago? She's from somewhere where they smoke a lot more weed. There Uh, we go. And Uh, she was wearing flannel, so possibly Seattle. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I feel like they said, but I don't remember. I can't Um, remember. Could have been Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Somewhere not from there. And my buns, they don't feel nothing like steel. Whatever that accent is. They're not from round here. Eh? Not from round Al. There we go. That's better. There you Can't go. get that from here. But yeah, <laughs> you're here like a half hour digression about, here's the thing, that's an accurate joke. All right, go on. <laughs> but, so she is uh, not as cool or popular uh, or potentially wealthy uh, as the rest of them, but gosh darn it, Cher is going to improve her life. Make uh, her a so, project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally calls her a project. So it gives her a makeover, uh, does all this stuff. And tries to set her up with uh, the most popular guy in school, uh, whose name is Elton, uh, because the movie didn't even try (laughs) to change that name. Because Mr. Elton is the character in the book, uh, and just as much as a jerk. Yeah, he is. (sighs) Mr. Elton. That dickwad. Mr. Elton, please. (laughs) The movie does, frankly, follow Emma, uh, the film, I'm sorry, the book, quite closely. In many regards. There's a few missing things, but whatever. Well, it's a two-hour movie. You can't do anything. Yeah. Bo- I mean, books and movies, we've discussed this. Yeah. I just, no, because I was trying to map it in my head. And I was like, but who, but where is Jane Fairfax? Well, well, well I mean, where's the uh, uh, the older lady and her mother? Hmm? Mm, true. Mm. Yeah, go on. But yeah, so she tries to set her up with Elton. She gets a bit crush on him because Cher said that she likes her back. Uh, he didn't. Uh, he was trying to, uh, get, share one thing leads to another. <laughs> uh, he tries to assault her in a car. Oh, um, no, he does assault her at the party. 
That was an Did. unnegotiated kiss. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Elton, can't you suck? Um, <laughs> so, and then he tries to give her a ride home, uh, tries to make another move, uh, is a jerk about it. <laughs> Cher gets out of the car, you know, in a huff. Uh, and then uh, he leaves her in the middle of L.A. Not a nice move. Outside a package store, too. Like, goddamn, dude. A package. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets, uh, and then she gets, that's robbed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then she gets mugged. Yeah. Yeah. Josh comes to and the rescue. Let's keep going. <laughs> I'm getting there. Well, okay. there was also the, the Christian. Uh, he's next. He's ne- is, that, is he after that? I think it was before that. Yeah, he's, nope, he's after that. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. It's been like a month and a half since I've watched this movie. Give me a break. I watched it <laughs> this afternoon. Thank you. Some of us were prepared to do this <laughs> a month and a half ago. I'm also vaguely going off the plot of Emma. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but also uh, the rubber steel shares cell phone uh, and thus proving that one of the no- one of the phone numbers Cher has memorized Aww, is Josh's, Josh's phone number at like school. His dorm number. Because he wasn't at her house at that point. Hey, fuckos, I don't know any of your phone numbers. Any of them. None. No. I know no. two phone numbers. No, I'm sorry, three. I know three phone numbers. My own, my jobs, and that took a lot of work, and, uh, like, the one I ha- the phone number I had uh, uh, ten years ago. Well, also our, you know, home phone number growing nope. up. Uh, I only have the last four digits of that. Wait, no, you- maybe I have the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I wait, do have the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But wait, but didn't that, but didn't it like change at some point? No, oh, that's yeah. the street address, I thought. Street address no, changed. Uh... What? Anyway, none of this is the point. <laughs> the point is, Josh comes to pick her up. Also, just, just again, to, to distract, uh, this is pre-cell phones. Nuh-uh. No, no, they had cell phones. Yep. They were very early cell phones. Well, they were like, yeah, yeah, saved by the bell, brick cell phones, whatever. Uh, they were, what? well, these were very expensive large ones, so they were thin, but they also had pagers. Yeah, pagers were more uh, of a thing. Uh, so what's the 411? Uh, what they didn't have was Google Maps, because I love the part where they are trying to find the party in the valley, uh, and <laughs> they are using a fucking, like, road atlas. Also, there's a bit of a uh, L.A. humor in there where, like, everything in uh, L.A. is 20 minutes from each other. I have been <laughs> on the five. You cannot get anywhere in, like, two hours, <laughs> not 20 minutes. Come on. Well, there's also I the- what he said was anywhere worth being <laughs> is 20 minutes away. Well, Listen, also, I've um, been traumatized by LAX and everyone has to deal with it. well the other thing is that he did um uh, the other bit of la good la humor is no there's actually quite a bit um but the other one is when they're trying to negotiate who drives who home and there's literally about i would say three pages worth of script dedicated to (laughs) describing the different routes to take there's a lot of sprawl in la yeah (sighs) la is a bullshit city and i said it so yeah elton's a jerk in every single version of Emma. Yep. So then there's now a new boy at school and shares all like, you know what? I've been doing so much good for other people. I deserve a treat. <laughs> He's a James Dean rat packy type, which is like, I guess an offshoot because this was also the time of when, what kind of music was it that was super popular right now? Ska. 
Ska. There's a <laughs> lot of ska in this movie. Ska, ska. will never die. I mean, starting like right at the top, we have a uh, 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 fuck it. Who did Tragic Kingdom? Um, yeah. uh, and don't speak. And oh, don't speak is um, oh god, no doubt. Yes. No doubt. So they have we have no doubt at the beginning, uh, which is heavily ska influenced, and then of course we have the party later ska. Just so much ska. Here's the thing. The soundtrack to this movie bops, and I won't hear anything against it. Oh, no, I fucking love it. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, so uh, I believe that James Dean Rat Packy thing is actually an offshoot, because I think a little bit later from this, those two things combined to when we had the swing <laughs> uh, 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 revival. <laughs> anyway, uh, that early so anyway, 2000s. Uh, <laughs> so Cher tries to uh, seduce a new kid. Uh, the new kid really just wants a friend because he does not see Cher that way because he super gay. <laughs> now, here's the other thing. He is a hero character in this, which I love. Mm. And I also, from now on, I, I have always like, hideously enough because of this movie, pronounced, uh, you know. And of course, we had to go watch Some Like It Heart Hot and Sporadicus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Christian was a, a movie buff. Uh, yeah, who had more importantly, for Tony um, Curtis, who yeah. is gay. And uh, <laughs> Some Like It Hot is, I believe, that's the one where they uh, dress up as women. Yep. Yeah. And it has great a great movie. And it has a great ending as well. Um, and the other one, uh, Sporadicus, uh, <laughs> has some very famous queer dialogue. Like, do you like snails or do you like this? I prefer both. How about you? Like, whoa. <laughs> Actually, should we add like some like it hot to the list? Yes, kind of like an it's old a movie. Great uh... movie, fuck yeah! We should get some of the older stuff. We should get some black and white in here. Casablanca. We haven't done. We haven't done any Hitchcock, and like, there's stuff to learn from that. Anyway, so anyway, hmm. there are some more hijinks uh, with Christian. Uh, Christian saves a uh, Ty yep. in a mall because being very butch, despite being <laughs> because he's not an asshole to women. <laughs> Right? Ugh, he's so good. Which is so big in 1995, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, it was, like, I'm watching this and I was really, I know, but I was really worried about it. Because, like, there was no shunning? He was Mm. a, he was a popular guy, and he was a hero figure. Yeah, everybody liked him. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of, uh, Sheru's dad and, uh, Josh, but to be fair, <laughs> uh, he didn't give them much to like. Josh had a huge, uh, uh, was in love with Cher, and, uh, <laughs> Cher's dad was like, do you drink? And he's like, no, I'm cool. He's like, I wasn't <laughs> offering you a drink. <laughs> wait, wait, what was that like? What was that like? Um, uh, you think because Sammy Davis Jr. died, there's an opening in the rat pack? Ah! <laughs> uh. That was good shit. Good shit. Remember, if if anything happens, I have a shovel and no one will miss you. Uh, uh, Cher's dad's a fucking mood. Ah, uh, I love him so much. Anyway. I also see why he's like divorced like eight times, but. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to put up with him. Oh, God, no. But yeah, uh, shenanigans. Uh, Ty has near-death experience making her the most popular girl in school. Uh, Cher feels really down about that. Cher also okay. discovers no. Cher also discovers during the course of that that she has actively ruined things that made Ty nice before. Uh, Ty mm. is no longer being nice to the uh, stoner guy, 
who she was very like uh, she first connected with, which from an Emma, that's uh, that would be what Harriet and the farmer. And now Mr. Ty is being uh, really mean to him unnecessarily so. And yeah. then and then Cher's like, oh shit, did I do this? I was trying to improve her life, and uh, one now my life's shitty, and she's mean. <gasps> and now she's telling me things like that I'm a virgin who can't drive. <sighs> the harshest thing one can say. The harshest thing. And then it turns out that Ty has a crush on Josh uh, from that time that he went and danced with her at a party when no one else was. Uh, which, to be fair, when you're when you're young oh, fuck, and yeah. alone at a party, that is. And an older a, boy comes and dances with you, and he looks like Paul Rudd. That is, you know, the big hero moment. <laughs> Christian saving her from falling uh, from the second floor story of a mall. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah. And that's when Cher realizes that she loves Josh. Wait, 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 uh, wait, as wait. We've... <laughs> oh my god. She what? loves Josh? <laughs> yeah. With a fountain behind her and a montage. Ugh. It's a great moment. <laughs> and that happens, and then the movie keeps going for a bit. It's great. <laughs> well, because now she's like, oh no. <laughs> what do I do now? I don't know how to act with him. Because it's adorable. Because we do see that she thinks that she's really great at love, but we see from, for instance, how she sets up her date night with Christian. <laughs> uh, oh, honey, you baked. <laughs> but also, like, what did I do wrong? Did I step into some bad lighting? Like, oh, honey. No. <laughs> when she was telling her about her date to um, Dion, who we haven't mentioned because she doesn't really do that much. Uh, <clears throat> Which is unfortunate. Anyway, yeah. go on. Uh, and, uh, her boyfriend, uh... Turk. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh... It is oh, Turk. I know. I know. Murray. Yeah. Murray. Murray, who's played by Donald Faison, who was Turk in Scrubs. Yes. <laughs> Just to connect those dots. <laughs> Normally, I'm the one who has, like, the random tangents, but well done, Bren. Well done. But yeah, she's telling them about it later. And then when Renchie Murray's all like, wait, who are we talking about? And she, she's like, Christian. And she's like, really? Because <laughs> uh, you know he's gay. And they're like, no, he's not. And then he goes just through a whole line of every euphemism, and it's great. Uh, he's a disco dancing, Oscar Wilde reading, friend of Dorothy. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you know way too many of those euphemisms. You know he's something you need to tell us. <laughs> Gosh. So Cher realizes she loves Josh. Then she gets into uh, a bit of a fight with one of her dad's uh, legal partner things as they're going through some depositions. Because uh, she's helping because she likes to help. And she uh, is and technically doing something that her dad told her to do. Yeah. Because uh, she's just highlighting a bit of information that they need. And the lawyer gets pissed because they're looking at something else at that point. And I'm over here like, like dude, it's highlighter. Calm down. Also, she's 15. Uh, also, like Josh was met- completely... Have you met, like, junior lawyers? They're assholes. Come on. They're all... He was definitely on something. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, Josh tries to defend Cher because, one, he's in love with her. Two, he, she didn't do anything wrong. Uh, and the lawyer uh, is all like, well, maybe if you two weren't uh, flirting the entire time, you know, this wouldn't have happened. And then he, you know, goes, oh, you know, Gaston. How dare you, sir. And he storms off. And, you know, Josh finds chair where she you know left the room and she's actually legitimately worried that she ruined uh the her case father's trial. Yeah. yeah 
Though also, also, super power move of insulting your boss's daughter in front of <laughs> your boss. Well, no, he wasn't there yet at the time. Okay. I uh, but Oh, he wouldn't have done it. He thought he was in a power role. Uh, but don't think that he isn't going to hear about it mm-hmm. from his children. <laughs> the children who are dating now. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was a Jimmy worried that she ruined uh, the case. But if the case could be ruined by a 15-year-old girl with a highlighter, wasn't that much of a case. Right. Uh, that wasn't Josh's argument. Josh's argument was that the guy was a jerk, which is also you know, legitimate. Mm. Uh, and, then, and then clearly trying to, you know, make a move without making a move, just in case. Josh is like, can you believe that guy saying that we were flirting? I mean... <laughs> Who would what? believe that? You, what? Because you'd never, obviously. <laughs> uh, right? Unless. <laughs> uh, and Shira's all, and Shira's all like, well. <laughs> and uh, then they kiss. Yeah. Because they are not, and I want to really, really emphasize this. They are not related. <laughs> <laughs> he held her when she was a <laughs> But yeah. And then the end of the movie ends with uh, the teacher's wedding, uh, where weirdly the students are bridesmaids, because <laughs> that's always cool. I no, from from all the teachers I've ever met in my life, hell no. <laughs> it would have uh, been weird, but yeah. it's a also, good end to the story. Uh, yeah. But there's other uh, um, matchmaking that happens. Uh, Ty does end back up with Travis the Stoner. Yeah. Who I also had a crush on. I got, What's Brecken Bisex- Yeah, I mean, right? Bisexual nightmare over here. Uh, but also Travis ties of interest at the end has given up, uh, smoking weed, uh, and is now doing, uh, I think competitive skateboarding yes. is what it is. Yeah. Well, that's, that's um, kind of what had them. There was like a little plot thread there where I think, uh, she helps out at like the skating competition or something like that, encourages them yeah. and all that good stuff. Like, yeah, I mm. like, like X Games were just starting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and Cher actually does show up to one of his skating things, uh, thus showing that she's also grown as a person. Because Cher at the beginning of the movie would not have been caught dead at one of those. Well, she did. Part part of the thing is that Josh is uh, a community. Well, because he's a freshman in college, he's uh, uh, interested in in the news and and doing better in the world and not being shallow and shit like that. Wasn't, and so she wasn't. does try. She thinks that he's angry at her, and so she uh, uh, for you know being uh, mean to I don't know something. And the point is, she actually tries to instead of fixing other people she's like you know maybe i should actually work on myself and so she helps out with the pismo beach disaster relief or something yeah Mm. yeah basically an effort to try and basically emulate josh's you know fighting for a cause and all that actually does causes outside of her own interests she finds that she's good at it she's good at it and she likes it um and that's part of what happened with you know she's she does because she is able to do a lot of organizational work. She is able to, I mean, she's this person who can argue her grades up. And she's emotionally intelligent, actually. Oh, hugely. Uh, so when she starts doing that, and that's how she and, um, uh, Stoner guy sort of meet up again, is that he's come to donate things and he, and he invites her to a thing and she's like, okay, sure. I'm trying a uh, radical new thing where I'm not an asshole. What? So in general, at the end of the movie, everybody's in a better place 
developmentally, emotionally, all that good stuff, uh, uh, at the end. Hooray for love and all that stuff. Yeah. And Cher catches the bouquet. Yay! Well, that was $200. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, the boys made a bet. None of, no one actually says who bet on who, though. I know. I love it. Uh, Cher just says it's in the bag and leaves before Josh can have a follow-up statement. Ha. <laughs> And so I'm like, convinced that none of them actually bet on their own girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be really funny if they all bet on Ty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, man. Who knows what she did at her old school? And then, you know, uh, uh, what's his head there? The boyfriend's just like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's the film. It was, it's such an interesting artifact. It's it is so 90s. It is, yeah, it is very, very 90s. It is very much a, you know, teenage, uh, film. A but California also, teenage film. <laughs> but it also introduced so many of the, of the tropes we see now in the high school comedy of manners. Um, any uh, high school movie that, uh, uh, brings, because this movie showed that you could use high school as a way to bring out those old public domain works. High school setting is always a great uh, place to put any comedy of manners mm-hmm. because high school is a place where social structure very much matters. Yes. But that, for instance, the introduction to the different groups, I believe, started with that fucking movie. And you'll notice that the the, the introduction to the different social groups has persisted. Um, we see it in 10 Things I Hate About You. We see it in, um, oh, fuck. Uh, Name anything from this decade, I dare you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting. <laughs> Do you know what I was trying to find? The time I was trying to fuck. Wait. I was trying. Oh, Mean Girls! It's in Mean Girls, isn't it? It is not, in Mean Girls. That's not this decade. It's not. I'm looking it up right now. It uh, definitely is. Was not. it in Booksmart? That's this decade. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, mean Girls was 2004. Fuck. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> Listen, well, the, I hate it. The, the, oh, uh, that, that maintains your, or, uh, tw- the, this decade, uh, challenge. It's true. I feel, I feel like she's all that also had it. But anyway, point is. Was um, I a bet? Was I a fucking bet? <laughs> fucking bet? Oh, the part where that, oh, oh. Anyway. Anyway. I'm just um, saying the Harry Potter films didn't have the guts to start with a oh, introducing social cliques. Au contraire, the entire school system is based on it. <laughs> yeah, but we don't get, you know, older student, you know, going like, okay, those are the geeks over there. It's like, okay, we Wait, got the- no, we did. We got Hagrid. the magical badger house. Okay. Hagrid legitimately- Hagrid is an older student. He never graduated. And he says, there wasn't a bad wizard alive who never came out of Slytherin. <laughs> false even right? with the information they had at the time anyway um so but there's also like i actually wrote down some of these like it starts with like the nagzima commercial joke um which is still viable as a joke because it's commercial and like okay we we recognize that this does have a sort of unrealism but nagzima is a zit commercial <laughs> like an, a zit cream commercial for um and so it, it does replicate the oh look teenagers having a good time because they don't have any acne we get a Cato Kalin joke from uh, the O.J. Simpson trial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, buns of steel, designer imposter perfume. But the thing is, 
it, oh, and old computers. <laughs> I wanted Cher's fashion wheel uh, program like so badly when fashion. I was a kid. Move to the left. I mean, uh, All right, um, well, actually, let's stop and, and consider how did Ed Cher get that? Did she? He, she's rich. She's rich. She's rich. Yeah, super rich. I was going Her to, house uh, is like those columns are from like 1972. Yeah, I was going to make a joke that she. He uh, programmed, programmed it herself. She might have. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, she got, like, what in ca- – like, what, she, uh, she, she has ridiculously good grades. Yeah. Um, That's why she was so disappointed that she got a C in debate. But she was getting, what, like a 98 on a geometry test or some shit? I didn't get fucking yeah. 98s on geometry tests. Also, she no. was programming with, uh, with Dion's help. She was programming the lighting cues in her house. Yeah, there we go. She, it's now canon. She, a program, um, the, 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 uh, wardrobe, uh, thing herself. I'll take it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is incredible. Why do we think that this movie is so quotable? Is it, it's not just because it's old. We've seen plenty of old movies. Um, like the mummy. I think we can all agree. The mummy is excellent. It has many quotable lines, but does it have the sheer number of lines that have made it into um, at least our lexicons. It'd be in our lexicons because we watched it when we were young. I'm not sure how many other people. I bet if you uh, type a full-on Monet into Google, it will still like bring reasonable pop-ups. I, mm, I, I do want to point out um, that there are some... The 90s fairy definitely did hit this for some things. Um, we have the Arsler. Um... Mm. We have disordered eating that is not addressed. You know, I feel like such a heifer. I ate like what some a handful of popcorn and three M and M's. I'm sorry, five peanut butter M and M's. Like, uh, it appears more than once. Yeah, mm. if you cut it on a diagonal. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I just remembered the other thing that we do in this podcast, uh, where we make changes. What? Yeah, well, I I, what? I wanted to address some of the. I wanted to get into some of the deeper stuff. Like we did the plot. I wanted to kind of touch on, you know, the, 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 I don't know, the, the vibe. And then I will say, as the resident Californian, uh, in the podcast. Okay. Okay. You're literally in Pittsburgh. (laughs) I was born there and I've arguably spent way more time than the rest of you combined. Wow. I did. I had that whole week there that one time. I spent multiple weeks in California. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You were born there, but at point you were born there, you both were there. That's true. And Kat <laughs> would arguably remember it more. Pshaw, it's in my blood. It's in my blood, Pippin. You know, we always did, with it. like, it was weird, though. You were always the one who most wanted sunshine and shit. Whereas mm. I'm the trash goblin who wants to live in a cave. See, that makes sense. Uh, but I always say, like, when it comes to just weird personalities of California, you will run into weird personalities in California if you spend enough time and just look like anybody can approach you to have a conversation, which I just have one of those faces, I think, where it's like, ah, I can strike a random conversation with this person. Case in point, I'm on an escalator in uh, Burbank. Or was it Glendale? One of those two. Uh, an escalator. Minding my own business with a friend. And this lady comes up 
and is asking earnest advice about whether or not she should leave her husband for her uh, horse riding instructor. Holy shit. And Why do you this get was, those? I don't know, but it I, was out I of the, the blue. Guys, oh, I get the guy who legit, like, I want yours, okay? Because I get, I get the, um, uh, the, the tow truck driver who over the course of an hour drive back to, uh, our local garage proceeds to tell me in detail how he's intends to kill his brother-in-law and not get into any trouble. That's a lovely conversation. What are you talking about? It was about? a fascinating conversation to be locked in a car with. Upside, no. I now know how he intends to do it. So, you know. Yeah, well, that's how you don't do the perfect cry, people. You don't tell a soul. Uh, <laughs> and, and, of course, I also have just one of those faces where people just randomly ask me for directions. This happens at least once a year, if not more. It's, it's yeah. weird. And, like, I won't even know where the heck I'm currently standing. I, I think the worst case was when I was in the middle of, like, Penn Station. <laughs> and somebody asking me where to find, like one of the other terminals and i'm like i'm trying to find where my own terminal is but i did my best to help especially because the fact that i have eyes and i can you know see signage across the way it's like i think newark's that way (laughs) and point vaguely in the direction that i think (laughs) might get them where they're going or at least find them better help (laughs) i think that that this is something that maybe I know that Pippin's mentioned it. I know that Alex has mentioned it. And I, I, I think that this is something that, I don't know, we give off some kind of, yeah, you can talk to us. Now, different kinds of people hear our different rays. I get the schizophrenics and the murderers. You get the earnest women who are just looking for help. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't know what the other two have. Um, oh. But I think it says so much about us. <laughs> This is another tangent story, but uh, there was, like, one case... <laughs> uh Tangents? Yeah, weird, right? Th- there was a case, like, ten years ago when I had first moved to Pittsburgh, and I was visiting home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I had to catch a bus to get back down to Boston, because that's just who I am as a person. It's cheaper to go from our hometown to oh, Boston yeah. via bus than a lot of other ways, yada, yada, yada. So I had to catch a bus in, like, Littleton, New Hampshire. And you know that one killer hill in Lancaster? Hell yeah. (laughs) So it's 5 o'clock in the morning. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to get to the uh, bus station in Littleton on time. And that is when the car dies on the (laughs) killer hill. And we limp back. We're over the coast. this This is a serious hill, people. Uh, we're able to coast down that hill all the way down to where basically close enough to the garage where the car can get looked at. Spoiler, it gets fixed later that day. It was like a hose that got jostled loose. Yay. Uh, so here we are. We are walking to the dunks, the only place that is open in Lancaster at five o'clock oh, in the morning. It's a good dunks though. It's a good it's dunks. A good dunks. It's, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's open at five o'clock in the morning. Come on. That's exactly uh, why. And. Here I am dragging my, you know, carry-on luggage, because it was just a quick trip to to home. And just out of the blue, a shuttle bus driver pulls up next to me, and it's like, hey, you look like you need to get somewhere. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the power came upon you. Apparently. And you know what? That bus driver, that shuttle driver, got me to the bus station in time. 
for two Cut bucks. Me to the, to the bus the on time. <laughs> yes. I'm glad that we both went for the same musical cue, but I fucked it up. <laughs> I think I think the joke at the time was that that was my future self saving me or something. Or it's just <gasps> the fact that I just can somehow bring people in via personality. Anyway, let's there talk about is. story changes for Clueless. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, story changes or what we've learned and stolen. Or That's you're out because you don't want to change anything. Yeah. Uh, well, I can but... I can kick something off here. Ooh, yeah, do it. I want more Dion and Murray. I think uh, they were criminally underutilized. Not criminally, but, you know, their relationship uh, problems, which we didn't really uh, cover too hard, but I think it was just the fact that they've been dating for a while and they haven't, like, committed more or something like that, right? Yeah. Something like that. I mean... Yeah. They were a teenage relationship. Like, yeah. Uh, the part where Dion uh, spends a lot of time in the bathrooms at parties, I'm like, yeah, no, I've been to those dances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So my change is that I would like to have a bit more of a, uh, at least some extra story involvement for them. It could just be not like, you know, typical, uh, couple that's in a relationship having relationship drama. Will they break up? I don't want to have that. We've covered that in the past. It's tired. Uh, but they could be dealing with maybe some non-romantic cli- uh, crisis that will bring them together a little bit closer and could tie into uh, some of the other plot threads going on. Um, it could but be. But they did have a crisis. They Dion did. Dion accidentally went on the freeway. The freeway. That's and true. it did tie, it did tie into the other stories. Uh, I completely forgot the freeway bit, but I'm The just freeway saying- bit's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that had them realize their love for each other. Cause I think, uh, Murray basically talks her down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, but I, I think he I think tries to get her off of there and then he praises her for doing such a good job. And I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, yeah. Don't, don't, don't look at me. <laughs> the five is, is kind of terrifying. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think they could have been a bit more utilized. We, I think we can potentially extend the runtime a little bit i mean this is a pretty tight movie as it is i think we could uh we could play into it a little bit more uh we could have a bit more of dion maybe playing the giving more advice to share that is maybe not being heeded uh perhaps i don't know i would want to give a slight personality fix to to dion if we were going to do that though um because you know there's like, you know, would you call me selfish? Not to your face. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, that's a great line. <laughs> Her and Cher are very similar personality-wise at the beginning of the movie, but maybe that could be a bit of a friendship drama thing going on where, you know, we have Cher's epiphany at the end of the movie where not only does she love Josh, but she also wants to strive to be a better person. But maybe mm-hmm. halfway, maybe for the midpoint of the movie, the, the midpoint twist is that Dion maybe has some extra realizations about herself too, aside from, oh my God, I can drive on the freeway. And have sex now. That too. I, I, I think that there's something there that we could expand on and make a bit stronger of a story beat there. As fun as the freeway is, maybe <laughs> that could be an earlier bit in the movie. I don't know. I I would like to, for me it is, they're, they're very much, it's fixing the 90s things, I think. Um, I don't particularly like Josh. We, we do see, but he's in the dorm room before he goes to rescue, uh, Cher from the, in front of the package store. Um, we are 
meant liquor to store, ass- right? Yeah. We are meant, it's called package store in other places. It's stuck in my head at the moment. Um, it's a New England. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, hoping to clarify for the listening audience. <laughs> for those of the few in other places. How dare you, first of all. Um, but, uh, uh, we're meant to assume that Josh and the girl that he is with in his dorm room are engaged in, uh, let us say, frisky activities. But the way we're meant to assume that in the shortest possible time is they're in a bed together on the covers and we hear him say, come on. And I'm sitting here being like, fuck off. Because that sounds like coercion. Not coercion, coercion, but in the, like, in the gross way, it's like, there's some level of just not the uh, you, and I'm like, it doesn't have to be like that. That didn't have to be the shorthand, you know. Mm. But it, I see why they're like they didn't want to show like them actually kissing, except like in the shadow later. Yeah, what happened to that girl? By the way, she went to a different class. I don't know. <laughs> so I I don't know. I didn't I, like her opinions either. Claire was right then too. Yeah, I mean, no, she was, but I I don't. I don't like, like, if somebody's gonna be gross, it's gotta be, uh, Elton. Right? Cause every is. version. Every version's gross. But, uh, yeah, there's that. There's the weird food thing. <sighs> you know, I remember one bit of advice I had when it comes to just writing stuff in general mm. is that you have to be very careful with your pop culture references because <laughs> pop culture ages like milk mm. it is very rare to have something turn to cheese on you more often than not it's gonna go bad on you and very very quickly i think it depends on your goals for instance foxtrot the comic uh, from you remember that um it depends heavily on pop culture references and that means that it is right there immediate and popular at the moment it ages terribly because you have no fucking clue what's going yeah. on. But at the same time, what do you want? Do you want instant readership or do you want the long tail readership? And I think that both of those are valid. I'm just saying it's something you have to be mindful of. Yes. Uh, if you want to have your story be valid in a year, not valid, but like be more relevant in a year, it's, it's a gamble and a big one too, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think with teenage movies in particular, hitting that pop culture thing, or if you can do it, and this is terrible because I, because I'm about to say Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon in many ways got around that by just creating his own separate, almost pop culture situation. Vibe. Like, yeah. Well, well, because there was all the, the sort of slang that existed as if it was common and it didn't exist. He made it up. I think that's, a way to do it and play it pretty safe because actually i think nowadays with the age of the internet it's harder than ever because pop culture fads and all that Mm -hmm. come and go like in a month or less or just even shorter sometimes i mean that's why like god like if you're trying to make any movies that are like oh this is this is a movie for the internet and it'll just be cringy as heck because it takes a long time for a movie to actually be written produced filmed edited released mm-hmm. like the the references you're making then yet be sure that's still going to be good in a year or actually, two I, I actually have something that's uh that actually ties us back to writing 
Um, for books, even. Uh, mm. There's a short story and or a book, a YA book that I, I thought about that I really wanted to do, whose working title was uh, Let Me Tell You, Tumblr, About My Time Traveler. And it was partially epistolary, um, sort of, because it was, it was a lot of it was blog posts, uh, but Tumblr. But the problem is the linguistics of Tumblr are traceable, are logical, but they move very quickly. So this is why I have not gone any further with this. I still like the idea. I just want to change it a lot. Um, but if I created something that was top of the line, pop culturally, linguistically correct for Tumblr right now, by the time something got professionally published, it would be out of date. And then in five years time, it would be laughable. Yeah. Though- Case in point, super hulak. Oh. <sighs> But we part of the power of Tumblr is one we all know exactly what you mean when you mm-hmm. say that. Uh and also, uh Kat, hmm. I like your shoelaces. <gasps> Thanks, I got them from the president. That's a meme from like ten years ago. But I fucking hate it, and I really just want to bring up Spiders George. <laughs> sure, but my point is with Tumblr specifically, yeah, the yeah. language changes really fast, but also perfectly willing to have one joke. <laughs> and tell it for 10 years. I and think. The, and the meme hmm. came back the very next day. Well, yeah, yeah. We've all read the existential mushroom post. But, yo, yo, what, where that color would look really good. <laughs> the children's hospital. <laughs> but have you seen the color of the sky? Oh, anyway, anyway. But, the thing, but I mean, to, yeah, you're, you're also correct. I mean, I think that there's, so Brendan, you are also correct. There has to be this sort of cognizant understanding of what you're doing, what your goal is, um, and, and, you know, where, where will your stuff be? I also think that you also have to forgive yourself for the things you do not realize are only pop cultural. Everything's important to us. Like, for instance, pagers. Pagers were big shit. We did not have cooler Well, it it was just, it it made a lot of sense. Well, I think some people still have pagers. Well, okay, okay, here, here's a, here's a relevant point. Imagine mm. if you were thinking earlier this year to make some sort of a uh, short story or mo- a book about NFTs. Oh god. You know, critical or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and now everybody else is in on the joke that yeah, they they freaking suck and have crashed completely like the sensible people in the room were all saying it was going to do. But like that would have been <laughs> playing with fire. in my economy. <laughs> more common than you think um but like it's just stuff like that where it's just just play it real careful when you're doing pop culture just play it cool boy real real cool and here's the thing west side story was pop culture when it came out and all that and it's maintained over the years so it's it's and it, well, it's it, also it, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. yeah so but like really, the Romeo songs. and Juliet has done real, real numbers here, guys. But the songs um, in West Side. I mean, come on. Ah, such uh, a good movie. Such a good. But here's the thing. Actually, uh, another good relevant example here is. Um, uh, uh, I realize it's Orson Scott Card. I'm just bringing out all the problematic people today. Uh-huh. Uh, Ender's Game, uh, mm. where Ender's siblings like change the world and the politics of everything through blog post <laughs> is when like that's what it is uh i but and that is yeah. orson scott card uh, not yet understanding that like that's 
looking at a possible future and assuming it would turn out differently than it in reality did. Side um, note. Mm-hmm. Uh, or God, it was even had, forum posts, wasn't it? It was forum and blog it posts. It's like yep. if YouTube could change a political everything. Or, and <gasps> philosophical. If Reddit could. Um, oh, God. yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, to be fair, am I... To be fair, remember there was that uh, AI ethical bot where they used Reddit's Am I the Asshole uh, uh, channel <laughs> as their learning data. Huh. Mm. You'll never guess how shitty that ethical robot was. Uh, but also, my side note mm. uh, is I've had a teacher say to me that they'd wish that they could go to battle school. Uh, and I'm like, you severely missed the point of that book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wish that you could just play an awesome game of laser tag. Let's be real. Which, to be fair, it was an awesome game. We want... The second there is gravity-free laser tag, amazing. Or capture... Yeah. Was it, it was capture the flag, which is even better. You know who had a better one, though? There was an mm. entire Star Trek Academy book it was like this first or second in the whole fucking series and it was wharf <laughs> uh, uh and uh it was just, the whole book was a capture the flag situation and wharf had to show that klingons were not um terrible and i fucking loved it i'm gonna say i mean problematic authors i'd battle school laser tag capture the flag was amazing yeah <sighs> yeah absolutely uh so anyway uh my change <laughs> Yes. <laughs> More diversions. Go. <laughs> Just gonna drag it back to the point again. Uh, and I'm gonna be real, really, really, really quick about it. Cause guys, you'll never guess. You'll never guess what I have to say. What? Uh, I, I realize that there's already a queer character. So how can I make it more queer? At least one. <laughs> At least one. Uh, and I say, give Christian a boyfriend. <gasps> Introduce Jane Fairfax facts back into this. Wait, wait, what if it was Murray's friend, the guy who's shaving his head? (laughs) That'd be great. Oh my god. There's- Uh, Why not? Hey, what's the, uh, what's the over-under on, uh, men-women in this film? What's the ratio? It's fairly even. Is it? Because there's the three boyfriends at the end to go with the three girls. No, yeah, uh, no, there's more dudes. Uh, See, there's still more dudes. But- but not- Not- uh, Not- yeah. But not as many as not as many as usual. Yeah. The ratio is a bit more even. Also when it comes to like spoken dialogue and all that and focus, it's Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a nice change. Nice change of pace. I mean, I didn't watch the movie to see how often these women were talking about things other than No, they talked about things other than dudes. They, they talked about things like other than dudes all the time. Yeah. Mostly they were talking about each other. Uh and my buns, they don't feel nothing like steel. <laughs> <laughs> You're a virgin uh, who can't drive. That that whole conversation was kind of about Josh, though. That's true. But what about uh, uh, she's a full on Monet? Uh, we uh, have oh but no the the bunch of steel conversation that was just a conversation between Cher and Ty mm-hmm. uh, about you know how to better themselves. That's true. Well, and also anything anytime they were all talking about Ty. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, oh, giving Christian the crimson wave. Yeah, but I will say, given Christian, uh, you know, a boyfriend, yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah, go for it. You're right, because he was a sexless gay. You know, teaching a, a future love about uh, the, the wonders of classic film. Come on. Although he did, like, 
he chatted up the bartender. Good he for him. danced with that guy, like in between dancing with Cher. He went to that after party. No. Yeah, and then he and Cher can talk about boys. Which is implied that they do. Yeah. Yeah. And they <laughs> it's have implied. He has impeccable fashion sense too, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, he was like, yeah, he was doing the Rat Pack, but at the same time, it was a better version of the Scott trend. <laughs> and he shops with Cher and gives her honest opinions about her outfits. Yeah. And asks her for hers. Yeah. And they're supportive. I, w- I would say one one extra change, Pip. C- can mm. uh, can Christian and whoever this other mystery person be, can they form a ska band? <gasps> Maybe. But he has to give his new boyfriend... Uh, the instrument, uh, because in Emma, oh, what's yeah. his <gasps> face? That's right. Gives James Fairfax, uh, a piano. Well, can they just he's make a lot of really gross no, 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 piccolo no. jokes? No, oh, no, no, here's the thing. He's gonna give that, the love interest, like, a brass instrument and it says, yeah, it's okay. I just want to see how good you blow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck and it's yes. ska, so it's brass. It all makes sense. Yeah. I, I have nothing more to add. That was the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I think that that, yeah. So I think if we can get Alex's change, I think that we've, we can hope that he does better, but that's honestly the joke of the episode. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's raise that bar some more. See if you can get over it. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I actually don't really have any. Well, what any. would you steal from it? Um, uh, a storytelling lesson that you learned. Like, it, it did it effectively show, oh, at the like, start of the movie, how, oh, well, that the chair is morally in the, is morally in the rep, I play. It's when, and, uh, if, if she, uh, wasn't able to pronounce, uh, oh, it's, uh, Haiti correctly, with her argument, and of, we have the resources, is why, why can't we share with refugees? She is a genuinely good person. Yeah, she's just a baby. Yeah, so I, I mean, so I, I, I tried to steal. Anyway, I, I tried to steal like the way of showing goodness when the uh, a, a good person doesn't have the words. She seems to be at least have the capacity to be a voice for the voiceless, or at least use her privilege for good. Yeah, she also shows that just because uh, you may seem to be a ditz. Uh, doesn't mean that you're not smart. No. There yep. are other ways to gauge intelligence. Yeah. Although what's great is that even our stupid American ways, where it's like, look, I got a 98 on this. Uh, does not She's also got that. Does not save her, though, from being uh, called, you know, a, a, a ditzy person by that fucking lawyer. Yeah. Oh. Um, at the end. It's really, you know, do you appreciate who she is? Also, I'm not sure I buy her uh, poor grade uh, in debate, because actually her dinner party metaphor was, was great. great. It was great. It made sense. And the other her, her, her person refused to to, uh, to actually debate. Yeah. Uh, Cher won that on every level. <laughs> uh, well, hence why the grade got bumped up when yeah. uh, when he found happiness. Come on. Yep. Yep. It was a valid change. <laughs> All right, guys. Should we play a game? I think so. I think so. Uh, but what game? What game do we play? The character that would be king? Oh, that can actually be kind of fun. Which one? 
this, uh, make a secondary explain? character. So we could do uh, the character that would be king, mm-hmm. where we make a secondary character, the primary character instead. So in this movie, we follow Cher as the protagonist. But what happens if we change it out? Who would we follow? There's a large cast of characters. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to assume that we're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like one of the obvious answers uh, is Ty. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people are acting upon her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's in a very vulnerable position. She's a new student at a very um, prestigious is the wrong word, but rich school. Yeah. Uh, but also, because she's new in town, that's a way to do exposition. She's new in town. <gasps> <laughs> and it gets worse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a way to do exposition is put someone into a new situation. So you have to explain everything to them because mm-hmm. they're new. Also, she's never had straight friends before. She's never had straight friends before. But also, you know, we see her in the context of Cher. Everything she does that we see is around her. Mm-hmm. So how is she acting when she goes home? How does she have the money for those new clothes? Yeah. Does Cher buy them? How do her parents react to that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, she's an amazing artist uh, mm-hmm. in her own right. You know, and it's never really touched upon again. And is that because, you know, Cher said, no, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Cher doesn't say in the movie, but, you know, maybe that was a lesson she took. Hmm. Or she's still doing that on the side, just not showing people. Mm. You know, and at the end, you know, we could see how she's managed to herself find a happy medium between these two things. Mm-hmm. Because it's possible that she does want, I mean, if she's never had straight friends before, it's possible that she wants to have the, you know, to learn, right? Mm. How to be this kind of, you know, to have this kind of protective camouflage. And she's grateful for that, but she just, uh, it, it went too far. So, you know, because there's the kind of, you know, fashion you have because you don't know how to do the other thing, which is why I was sitting there reading Seventeen magazine. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Ty, I think, I think that she's a good poison to follow. Cool. Poisson. She's not a fish. Un poisson. Un poisson, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, however, that's not who I would do. Uh, what would you do? Hey, now. Uh, I would actually, I would love to see uh, Christian. Uh, because he oh, yeah. shows up halfway through and we could get him a boyfriend. I, I did briefly think about saying Christian, but I really wanted to see what Ty was up to. I mean, I think Ty, so we have him uh, coming in the middle of the year. He is actually in a similar position as Ty. You know, spending half a year here, half a year there, I, I guess. And for all we know, like, so here's the thing. Cher knew the gossip about him, right? At the beginning of the film. Yeah. So I wonder if he went to Chicago or the fuck and changed his look and came back. Because suddenly she's all like, oh my god. Amazing. And he's very into the Rat Pack thing. To be fair, high schoolers change their everything at the drop of a hat. I know. So I love the idea that like he has decided that what he's going to do is he's going to yeah, when he comes back, he's going to, like, have this whole new thing. And he's, like, trying to see what happens to reinvent himself. Because maybe right before he left, everyone found out he's gay. Because back then, it was less about coming out and more just from people finding out. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, the 90s. And 
you know, maybe he's like, okay, so if that's going to be my thing, uh, if people already know, I've got to be super cool. Uh, and that, but unfortunately he has a, you know, a, he also has a sense of self where he's like, I, I know what super cool is for me and what can actually pass, uh, as super cool elsewhere. So I, I, so he shows back up. I think that there could be a really interesting, you know, sort of, uh, reinvention story that he's doing with himself. And then he discovers that he has gone too far because their share being like, clearly we are in love. And he's like, clearly I have messed this up. <laughs> Whoops. Um, because he's also trying to figure out how to have relationships with women that aren't like that. Exactly. Because again, he's, they're all, he's 15 too. They're all the same fucking age. Wait, wait, wait. Hmm. They all have to be at least 16 because they're getting their driver's licenses. Huzzah. So that's my answer to the game. All right. I think it'd uh, be really interesting. Al, what about you? Oh, uh, <laughs> let's go with, with uh, Cher's dad. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, because he does, he does clock that there's something going on. Yeah. <laughs> He's a lawyer guy. He, he's been divorced at least once. So what what kind of antics do you think he's up to? Or like <laughs> it's a big courtroom drama film instead. Meanwhile <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and then wait 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 and the the evidence that saves the case turns out to be the stuff Cher was highlighting. <laughs> of course, because he's the better fucking like ugh. Like, There's the reason that he's making $500 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's a particular shade of highlighter that he recognizes as his daughter's. Like, like it's not the standard yellow highlighter or anything like that. I actually have a glitter highlighter, guys. I have a five-pack glitter highlighter. And and he goes to, like, to his uh, junior associate. Uh, 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 why it's on the bottom of the pile? Oh, like, uh, uh, oh like, and the granular, it's like, like, oh, it, it wasn't important. It was like just the stuff. It was just stuff you who gave your her daughter for her something to do. Like, like oh, no, oh, oh. no, no. This is how uh, oh, we turn this case around. Turn the case around. Also, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> or I like the idea of of him being like, yes, yes, that was me. I I found it. And then it says like, so show me your pink glitter highlighter. <laughs> Because I don't think you have one. <laughs> You're the one who added the heart in the margin here. Uh, <laughs> use and, this one, Daddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're the one who 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 miss it. Is a is a share. Or wait a moment. What what's, what is Josh's last name? <laughs> better we don't ask. Better we don't ask. <laughs> don't ask. Don't think about it. <laughs> it it won't have the last name. <laughs> <laughs> he would have his father biological well probably his own father's last name nah. no I, I'm, I'm making the joke it's that share right in the in the margin, margin wait what is josh's last name uh, i see you okay uh, i love that okay or just drink your orange juice um oh that i like that Ooh. daddy don't forget to drink your orange juice well and then of course you get the hilarity of the lawyer being like yeah yes I, 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 Daddy. Drink your. <laughs> You're fired, Johnson. <laughs> oh. <sighs> all right, all right. So it's me, and let me pitch something to you guys. 
it's the night of the Pismo Beach disaster, <gasps> and there's a skateboarding race happening. Dun dun dun! The disaster hasn't struck yet, but it's up to Travis to save the day. <laughs> and he's realized he has to either save the day or give up drugs. Oh shit! Or you know, or not, not even that. Or save the day, save the day, or keep the drugs or something like that. And he decides to step it up and ditch the smoking and become the hero Pismo Beach needs. And does he save the save uh, Pismo Beach by doing a sick ollie? <laughs> yes. He does the 900, Alex. <laughs> Coming this fall, Love, Death, and Skateboards. Starring <laughs> Travis. <laughs> One starring Travis. another, he meets Tony Hawk. No! <gasps> Nobody recognizes him, though. No. <laughs> Never. We can't have that. And actually, this is the 90s. Tony Hawk was in everything. Come on. He'd just be right? there doing... He might have been there in the movie. We don't know. We don't... We wouldn't <gasps> have recognized him. He was he is Travis. <laughs> <laughs> he was the lawyer. Ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying we have a skateboarder movie now running in the background of Clueless. It's great. He doesn't understand why the, the cute girl stopped talking to him. But, you know, mm. he betters himself. He saves Pismo Beach and then raises funds afterwards to do the reconstruction. It'll be great. Mm. And yeah, does the 900 because come on. 900 degree spin. It's a, it's a big to do. It's, it's hard to do. Just saying. I believe you. This is stuff I learned from Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, that's me. Uh, I don't know what else would happen in this side story aside from I just had the idea of love, death, and skateboards and then built from there. It's a great title. It is. And honestly, we haven't had a good skateboarding movie in a couple of decades. We can have Ska <laughs> playing again. It'll be great. Because Ska and skateboarding go well together. I actually really like Ska. I'll say it. Everybody likes Ska. Ska. Ska will never die. <laughs> All right, there's uh, a there's a BDG you know unraveled video you know oh yeah of course did I did I just invent ska yes he did <laughs> <laughs> there, does anyone have anything else to add no I don't think so I think I think nope. we've uh, pretty thoroughly talked about Clueless here we all love Josh uh, Cher is amazing we also Josh That's, yeah there is yeah. only Josh <laughs> there's no Josh only Zool I'm surprised nobody picked Josh as the side story. Nah. Uh, we couldn't encapsulate him. Yeah. He's too much. He is magnitudes. He's too Josh. Too Josh to Josh. We'll do a, a Josh story later. Too Josh, too beautiful. Uh, does anybody have anything to plug? I have, at some point, I, I'm teaching yet another class in the fall. Ooh. Um. So you can keep an eye out on my website. I'll probably advertise it again. Uh. People seem to like it, so that's cool. And taking my class gets you into my um, writing Discord server. Oh, I thought you were going to say your good graces. That too. That too. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, sometimes if you're very lucky, Pippin is a guest speaker. And then, um, <laughs> and ruins crushes my dreams. Yeah. R crushes dreams. Very important part of it. One time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a hundred percent turnaround rate, though, on you crushing dreams. Um, I'm sorry that I speak hard truths. <laughs> beyond that, um, oh, uh, Apex magazine is going to be doing a, a major anthology um, of, I guess, uh, the 2021 uh, published stories, which will have Demon Fighter Sucks in it. 
uh, and I will let people know when that's available to purchase. Nice. Yeah. Which with new intros with a like special intro information. So how about that? That's my shill. Good job. I'm very proud. Thank you. Brian, do you have anything? We don't have any shows currently planned at the time of recording here, but I imagine we're going to have stuff coming up here in the next uh, few weeks. Uh, just improv shows here in Pittsburgh. Check them out when you have the opportunity. Uh, it's a good time, usually, from what I've been told. We're funny. People laugh, sometimes with us, sometimes at us. I mean, it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. I, I swear it's a thing. Ah. And of course, Pip and Al, you, you still have your standard. We're better than other people. Yeah. And sometimes I show up to Cat's class and, you know, ruin lives. Like you do. Yeah. So if you want a chance to get your life ruined by Pippin, take my class. <laughs> uh, what's weird is that I, I'm already having people, um, now that I'm opening the door to having uh, my last class involve a guest lecture, I'm already having people inviting themselves to be lecturers. Ha. <laughs> um, uh. Uh, and the great thing is that Dibs. they are genuinely people who my class would want to hear from. It's just, uh, I know a lot of people who are great and who also enjoy teaching. So there you mm. go. No one wants to hear from me, but they should. All right. All right. Do the thing. Yep. <clears throat> As always, if you, you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostorysacred.com. Follow us on Twitter at nostorysacred. Or send an email through contact at nostorysacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex MacDonald, Brendan MacDonald, Pippin MacDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ash DeCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and a transcript are available at nostorysacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostorysacred. See you next time when we talk about that that can't be right. The what? 1995 movie Clueless? No. <laughs> no. I thought we were done. I thought we were done. We Alex, we escaped. We've, we've been in an endless recursion of time. We have to put the balls off the cliff, Alex. No. <clears throat> wait, no, wait, wait. Act, no, wait. Uh, sorry, I misread. Uh, the 2011 movie Green Lantern. Which, I mean. Wait, wait <laughs> you didn't say that. that I, th- I thought that there was no such thing as the 2011 film Green Lantern. And there is no war in Ba Sing Se. Uh, <laughs> so, like, so, uh, I, so we may have fallen into a recursion, or because there is no oh, 2011 movie Green Lantern, or uh, something happened. I don't know. It's weird. But either it's actually way. Daredevil. <laughs> it's actually the first Deadpool movie. <laughs> <laughs> was it X-Men Origins? <laughs> yes. Oh, that, that was the actual one. Anyway, moving on. Okay. The point okay. is. Until then, we're no story sacred, and any story has changed. Oh, wait, no. Oh, it's actually the, uh, the like, not the 2000 uh, and, uh, Daredevil movie. <laughs> and any story can be changed. I'm Alex. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. And I'm Pippin. And we're no, no story, story sacred. sacred.